0: Yes, we're back on the 7th of January, this is The Big Kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4. Everybody, welcome back. As I'm dropping pens and everything else all over the place here, nice and relaxed. And breathe. Good morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. <laughs> new Year, new year, Shannon. Yeah. Uh, but maybe. We'll see. But maybe after uh, yeah. the phone call in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's the 7th of January. We're back. We've had a good uh, couple of weeks. It actually felt like a bit of a break. Yeah, no, it was good. I know. To, the, technically, to be we were in Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, but we all know what happened.
1: Yeah, it was free with obviously. So, yeah, no, it's good to be back. And uh, we're going to have a
0: phone call in Literally, a few minutes straight after this song. So, we'll play this song. And so, get your runners on. It's a br- get th- your sweatbands on. We're going to get you ready and going and hitting the roads while I'm having me down <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, who have we got coming up? Chase. Okay, we're just gonna go straight, straight to a song, are we? No, but who's coming up in two minutes? Just so, so because people are gonna be beside
1: themselves. Chris, uh, Chris Dunn's personal trainer is gonna come on. Our very old Mister Mo and he's gonna talk about how you can a lot. We can see a lot of people drop out. Yeah, of fitness. Yeah, gyms and all that sort of stuff by the end of January. So even the pats at seven o'clock at night now are jammed with everyone out and about. And come so February, they're gone. Maybe how how to maintain that? How to keep it going? Without, exactly. Without being ridiculous. Come on. Okay, talk to me. <laughs> okay
2: snapppy long time for the beast now no time for the slow down Man I do it for the long route yeah minute no doubt what you want you don't have to shout One sec trying to win the crowd Trying to listen trying to make you proud I remember all the risk I long time for the beast now
1: I'm um, welcome back to Liffy Sound 96.4 FM. You're listening to The Big Kickoff. Well, it's that time of year again, and the last three or four weeks, all the healthy eating went out the window, with chocolate breakfast in the morning, picking Pringles for lunch, <laughs> and the wine or beer being sampled slightly more frequently while you watch Back to the Future and Mary Poppins for the hundredth time. <laughs> Joining us on the line is personal trainer Chris Dunn to guide us on the right path to getting back to your own shape again. Chris, welcome to The Big Kickoff. Thanks, Roy. Uh, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Good. Chris, just give us a quick background into, firstly, your line of work, and, second, how busy January is for you.
3: Um, well, I'm a personal trainer and I work, work in the gym, so January gets mental busy, but our gym was actually busy year-round, year and that's, that's one of the main things that we were good at. We have a lot, a lot of good classes and the, the gym has a lot of good members but January definitely is going to be the mental year for us or mental month yeah 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 do uh, you hear sorry hear every year I
1: suppose new year resolutions I'm, I'm going to quit smoking I'm going to drink less I, I'm going to pay off my credit cards all sort of resolutions but obviously the most common one is I'm going to exercise more and lose weight so our our fitness teams Resolutions beneficial, and what I mean by that is, every new year, people seem to just cut straight off on everything. It, it, what 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 way would you go about it, or, or what way is the best way uh, about, I suppose, a new year resolution, fitness wise?
3: Um, I'd say the best thing to do would be set set a goal. If you're going to start start something, you're not going to go into it not not having a plan. So if it's Join the gym. You're not going to show up and walk in and think that you're going to know how to do do everything and stuff like that as well. So I'd say get a fitness plan. Talk to people that work there. If you're not sure how to use something, then you should you should um, get a plan like that and then you should you ask ask people. You know, so that'd be my um, main tip would be to have a goal. Maybe get a personal trainer. Do do classes because if you do classes, then you meet people. You have fun. So
1: yeah, and wh- why do you think so many people lose interest? Like about, I suppose three or four weeks into January.
3: Well, is, be- is it because the-
1: the is it because the personal trainers are boring? <laughs> <laughs>
2: you
3: know what? It's tough going. Like if if you're working all day and you're tired and you're, you want to go go home, then the easy thing to do is just go go home. But if you do have a plan and you have a goal, so say your goal is to lose weight or to gain muscle or to, to run a marathon, you need to have that, that goal maybe wrote down, so you say you're going to go to the gym three three days a week and you need to have that actual plan in your head or you write it down or, or, or you tell people, then you'll, then you'll do it, you know, so my, my main tip is to set, set a goal, have something that you want to do and then just do it
0: So what you find, Chris, how are you doing spoke here, you alright mate? Good and um, would you find like some people would lose patience as in like especially people who are not in the know would they kind of like after two weeks gone oh, geez I can't see any difference like what's going on and then they kind of lose interest is it kind of a bit of a, a knowledge thing as well for certain people the way they pull out quite quick
3: definitely yeah I mean it's it's not gonna happen over overnight or even like a week so that'd be one of my main things would be is don't come in thinking it's all gonna happen fast mm. it's it's not only good for your... If you're trying to lose, lose weight, it's great, but it's not going to happen in six weeks even. Mm. But, the, but the mental benefits that you get from it as well, like if you're doing all your cardio and you lose a pound, you're like, great, all right, so I'm losing this, this much, but your goal is to lose 12 pounds. So mm. every week, if you get those to that goal, then it's going to be good. It's not, like I said, going to happen over a week, but keep on going and have like a long, long-term term plan
1: you give a mm. then mm-hmm. uh, Chris diet obviously diet is uh, a big part of putting on and, and, and losing weight but how important is it as part of your uh, resolution goals to uh, like what, what should what would help you what do, what doesn't obviously
4: help well
3: definitely I, I, I always say that you'll never out, out train a bad, bad diet so you could run 24 hours a day but if you're, if you're eating crap food, eating re- crisps, chocolate, drinking 50 drinks—you're never going to lose that weight, or you're never going to get get into that shape that, that you want. So diet yeah. plays plays a big um, factor into it. If you're trying to lose weight, you you want to be burning more calories than you're than you're taking in. So if you're taking in three three thousand calories a day, well then to lose weight, you don't want to be burning more than three three thousand. Yeah, and yeah. then obstacle is for a lot of people who want to gain muscle. hear people talking about bulking and cutting weight, Well, if you want to up and put on muscle, you're going to have to take in more calories than you're, than you're burning as well. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, you see a lot of people who, who will go on to uh, protein shakes and, and stuff like that without actually really knowing how to use them. What, what, what way do you uh, guide people with those?
3: Yeah, protein shakes can be good, but I'd only recommend someone start taking protein shakes if their diet is already on point. So if you're if you're not really already eating your your good um, proteins your fats and your carbs if you're just if you're just taking a protein shake every now now and then you're just adding in extra extra calories so yeah protein is really good for building muscle and especially if we're working out hard there's BCAAs and all these shakes that help your muscle not feel as sore and stuff like that but if you look at protein it's just basically like having a chicken breast so it's going to just add in maybe. 25 grams of protein into your diet yeah um, but i usually don't recommend protein shakes to people at, at the start unless they get their diet on on track as well
1: okay um water <laughs>
3: plenty of water
1: what what is the key i think water is the key to to everything isn't it because i, I think 100%. i'm a firm believer in if you feel crap get water into you because you're probably dehydrated if you're feeling uh, hungry you're probably dehydrated, and once you get the water into you, you know. Because if you are dehydrated and you do start feeling hungry, you're going to start eating rather than drinking. So, uh, continuous water, I suppose. If you can't, uh, if you can't afford to go to the gym, what simple exercises can you do at home?
3: Well, there's lots of different um, bodyweight exercises that you can do. So you can do push-ups, which is um, basic for upper body, your shoulders, your arms, your chest. A um, lot, lot of people can't do a normal push-up, so you can do what's called a box push-up if you just go, go down to your, to your knees. Oh. Um, other exercise would be like like a squat, so if you're going to sit down in a chair, but then you just stand up again. You've got planks, you've got jumping jacks, anything that's going to get your heart rate up as well, you good for burning burn calories. So um, You can use your, your couch for doing dips off, which would be working your arms. There's, there's loads of different things.
1: And... How long? How long would you need actually to 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 make a good workout, and how and how frequently?
3: Um, I always like to say about forty-five minutes to 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 an hour. If I can't get my workout in in, in an hour, then I'm I'm dilly-dallying. You know, I'm not I'm not really mm. pushing myself hard. I'm talking to people, or I'm I'm just going slow. So, um, an an hour max, I would I would say, and then three three to four days a week would would be good if you. Want to bring it up to four, four or five, but you make sure that, that you get those rest days in. I usually do a three day split where I work out for three days, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Take a rest Thursday, and then a back on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I'm always getting that one day rest in between.
0: And say for the couch potatoes, Chris, like the kind of the baby steps that they need to take, because uh, he's talking about himself. No, I'm not. <laughs> <Go on>. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: <laughs> like say the, the basic stuff like walking and stuff because sometimes they might go out and going to run and after five minutes they want to die like yeah. how how much of a walk is, is it adequate enough for them to kind of say yeah job done today and they can do some basic stuff at home or whatever
3: yeah I mean there's um, a lot of people doing this couch couch at 5k so yeah. it's um, yeah you basically just get up maybe the first time you do it you might walk 1k and then you might jog 1k and then the next time you try it you wanna, always want to build it up so start off small if it is like a 5k you're doing you can walk 1k next week do 2k and then you're going to build up mm. into a jog then you're going to build up into a run and just just keep on going always kind of set, set those little goals don't just go out with try and run 5k the first day and you get sick or you yeah. get injured or something so take it take it slowly
0: like it's change of habits really Chris isn't it which is hard like it takes weeks to kind of get used to that kind of thing isn't
3: it uh, definitely it's a, I will say that Fitness is a, you got to change your lifestyle to it. Okay, You can't just kick it up and say, oh, I'm going to start watching this, this movie and then turn it off after the sun. Your, if you're going to start fitness, you need to change your diet, you need to change how you think, you need to, like what I was saying, get water in. Yeah. Just change everything. You can't just get up, have the same old day that you usually do and think that it's going to work out.
0: And as you said, like, uh, and talking to other people that we've had in this before, it's very much like, yeah, don't be always focusing on the end line. Kind of give yourself a realistic target for today, and then worry about. And then after a couple of weeks, eventually you're getting closer and closer to the main goal.
3: That's it. Yeah, like you're not going <coughs> to, you're not going to get the body of your dreams in, in two two weeks. Crap. You know, set set a goal. <laughs> I always try to set a goal every six six weeks. I'm 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 setting a goal. So whether if it's you're trying to lose a a certain a certain amount of weight. So you don't to say, okay, I, I want to lose six stone. Say, okay, I want to lose one stone, and then we'll see how we are in six six weeks. And then it's the same for if you have guys on this that want to build build muscles. You say, okay, I want to be able to lift this much weight in six weeks, and then I look into six months. I'll be lifting this, or you know.
0: So, <laughs> shannon 's laughing here because he thinks you're talking about me. <laughs> <She> <laughs> six yeah. <laughs> I was like six down hey, it's not far off. Anyway, I'm sitting here ready to go. Motivate me. Get me out on the road. Get me out there doing something. What? What would you do? Earn your crust. But you? Not necessarily uh, me. Just pre- <laughs> like shut up. Somebody in general that's sitting there now going that couldn't be arsed
3: <laughs> Okay. Well. Oh, look at me hyping up. You are you're going to feel great after the energy that you get from training honestly like i i see um, people coming in from work every day they're stressed out with their with work with yeah. kids and they end up leaving the gym like full of energy they're happier you know they're on yeah. better better form so for me it's not always just the physical part of you getting or losing weight or whatever it's the mental part your correct your body and your brain release the um, endorphins that that makes you feel good so I would just say start it and it'll be the best thing that I, that you do. Any age, any size. My my mother is sixty seven and she does yoga and platters in smiking up and dabbage in the <laughs> um, active and she she's as fit as, as she's ever been. Mm. So any age, any size to start.
0: And what is your best motivational phrase now when you're in the gym and somebody's flagging? Have you got a usual one that you go to? Does it rhyme?
3: <laughs> I don't have do do you have any you can,
0: you give me no, no, come on.
3: <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: you do, you know, you do.
1: <laughs> he just has the whip, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. A, a
1: whip and just shout, shout loud. Just on the diet, just on the last thing, uh, some uh, there's a lot of low or no carb diets. Are they unhealthy for you? No, well, I mean, low carb
2: can
3: be can be dangerous if you're, if you're not doing it right you can be cranky, you can be angry you can even faint because your body's your body's uh, low of carbs but um, there's a thing called a ketogenic diet which is which would be like a low carb high, high fat um, you can ma- maintain that if you're if you're eating well so it would be a lot of fat and then a lot of protein but it wouldn't be the easiest diet to, to choose if I was to give someone like a, a diet to with for the rest of your life it would be it would be a high high protein um, medium carb medium fat because the fats are good as well so um, I wouldn't worry about going all very low low carb um, or no in, or no carb but you can definitely cut them lower because a lot of people are eating a lot of bread and crisps and stuff like that yeah. if you cut out a, a lot of the starchy carbs bread, pastes, rices bring it down to like a handful on your plate mm. you'll be losing a bit more of that, that
0: weight then as well. So what's your good chi-field? What, what's your little?
3: Is chocolate, there, definitely. Huh? Chocolate. Oh, yeah. chocolate. Yeah.
0: Fogo's already thinking about chi food. <laughs> yeah, already <laughs> thinking about chi-day, that's not
3: good.
1: <laughs> Listen, so I'm just writing it down here. So uh, to stick with your New Year's resolution, start out slowly, uh, plan your workouts, Set realistic yeah. goals, and I suppose you have to believe to to be able to achieve them, so don't be uh, not too unrealistic um yeah. keep track on your progress, maybe yeah, and definitely. uh po- peer pressure can you use positive peer pressure like as you said earlier, can you tell people that maybe you're doing something and, and that keeps you going, or is that something that might deter you I think so I think if you tell tell someone that
3: you're you're trying to lose weight or you're you're you want to be able to run a certain distance. I think if you tell tell someone and then your partner or your friend or whatever, they might ask you every every day or every week, oh, "How's this going?" Or, um, but I think you should just write it down yourself. And once you write down something, I've got like a notepad that, that I bring with me everywhere, i must write down uh, write down these little goals. If you write it down yourself, you can prove it to your, to yourself, and you don't have to worry about pressure from anyone else. But if you are someone that likes pressure, then you can. Tell everyone and then get them to ask about it every every day. So great. That's, that's good as well.
1: Chris, give us give yourself a plug first, today.
3: you? Yeah, uh, I work up in the active fitness in Trowbridge. Um I have a gym out with Back Garden as well that I work out of Rift Fit. So um, if anyone wants to give me a call, you can get me on Instagram at Rift Fit One.
0: Okay, and on Facebook.
3: Facebook
0: rip it one of that okay do you have videos of yourself in like little tank tops and tops off aren't you (laughs) yeah yeah
3: oiled
0: up (laughs) alright I'm in
1: (laughs) (laughs) listen Chris Dunn you're a legend thanks very much for taking the call right, thanks
3: lad talk to you got paid for the (laughs) night
2: she's heading for the lights she sees the vision going Cup and line after line See how she looks to trouble See how she dances and She
0: sips a Coca-Cola Hello, welcome back. we are just finished our donor here after Chris motivated me to, to get off the couch. <laughs> I fair play to him um, and I think he's he's in class at 9 o'clock or something, hasn't he? Class at 9 o'clock, (laughs) yeah. With a few people into shape. Ah, look, it's... uh, It's simple stuff, but it's just... You have to beat yourself into your head. Like, it is kind of... We're creatures of habit, and it is very much... A couple of weeks before you even get into the habit, let alone seeing results. Isn't it, really? I think people do it, but they
1: think it's exactly that, two weeks and you'll see big, huge Oh, I've often done it myself after two weeks
0: of staring going, nothing's changed, what yeah, the hell, what I'm after working my arse off. Yeah, yeah.
1: So you have to make sure that you know yeah. that you're in for the long haul and maybe three months down the line that you're yeah, going to see exactly exactly. something significant.
0: Now, big news, you can't not start, and it's uh, it's Liverpool and the January transfer window absolutely blown it out of the water. Uh, Phil Coutinho pretty much done and dusted, £142 million um, I think 105 is going up front and then further down the line South ha- Southampton
1: must be absolutely good they could have got that 140 million yeah but it's hilarious uh, <laughs> I,
0: I, somebody sent it on to me earlier on uh, here, here are the different um, it's like a, an Anfield parody one and it's like oh, they're after Goretzka they're after, this, they're after this and they're after this player Um Liverpool would like to welcome Dusan Tadic from Southampton <laughs>
1: Yeah, because yeah. there's
0: all these different options and then it's like right who if Southampton got yeah let's get him instead <laughs> so we might joke you never know Dusan Tadic could end up on his way to Liverpool within the next couple of days for about 89 million euro Um, but listen it was always oh, coming. coming um, there's a bit of a hole in the heart because he is a good player he's good to watch he makes things tick for us but at the same time that money you just can't no, it can't. it's ridiculous money. Yeah,
4: But
1: again, everything is ridiculous money. So, yeah. I mean, if you look at it, it's it's not, It's not. probably not that mad com- in comparison to everything that's going on now at the moment. Well, so.
0: uh, w- like a couple of United m- mates were kind of, you know, I don't know, I, I was slagging them over as a bit of a fear factor and stuff. They're slagging us over. Virgil van Dijk and this, that and the other, and now, now this kind of money. Everyone's forgetting. Usman Dembele, does that ring a bell? Uh, for... And just, just his went name. To Barcelona. Like his name should ring a bell. Went and to Barcelona. It, it, yeah. And yeah. it actually doesn't with a lot of people. Yeah. But because he's injured, he went for 130 odd million. An eighteen year old kid from Borussia Dortmund That was a panic boy because obviously he couldn't get team Like it's there everywhere. Yeah. Neymar, Bat Bay, 160. It's unfortunately the way things are going. It is what it is. Seventy odd million. Let's face it, the way John Henry and the boys of the Femway sports group go about, they would have done the maths. So they don't mind spending 75 million on Virgil because they knew what was going, what was ins and outs. As I said to you last night, the famous interview, and this kind of sums them up in a nutshell. When Andy Carroll went and everyone jumped on this 35 million and they were going bananas, it's ridiculous money, which it was. There's a there's a clip, I couldn't have been getting it this morning, but it is John Henry and he says it was basic. We wanted a 15 million difference. So whatever Newcastle wanted, that's what we were going to get for Torres. Yeah. And hence, Roy, uh, Newcastle eventually went for the 35 they said right he can go for 50 Chelsea jumped on it which was crazy money yeah. they've lost the player they gained the player and they gained 15 million that was them going business job done is he good it doesn't matter that's what we asked for it's up to Kenny to get the player we want but here's what we want so they're, they've done the maths with Van seventy-five 75 million stupid money for a cent half it's nuts but they figured it out you know they're going to trust Klopp or whoever it may be that made that decision if it's not good enough well then they'll turf him yeah. but yeah. I think they kind of leave the players to the lads but well, we'll do the figures kind of thing you know what I mean because we're not we're not overspending yet at the moment because our net spend is quite flat over the last few years and it's still flat now even though it's crazy money because of the money continues. so we still yeah. have about 70 million to go before we're, we're going above our means and even still we're probably not yeah uh, 75 million for Van Dijk yeah. it's, it,
1: it isn't it still is a lot of money yeah. it's for one yeah. player like it's still it's, a lot of money so basically what Ronaldo went for. Yeah, and, and it's... I mean, the goal helped him the other night. Yeah. Um, but I just want to... Uh, I just want to play a little clip. and it's uh, These basically, lads are our go-to guys, aren't these they? These are our go-to guys. Let's not say who they are. <laughs> but this is basically about uh, the price tag.
0: Got to stop talking about... Price yeah, yeah. Whether it's two hundred, three hundred, four hundred million, I think Messi's buyout clause at Barcelona <laughs> is it eight hundred million? Is it something like that? Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Some, sooner or later, someone's going to pay it, mm. and it, yeah. that, that's just that's just how it is. The, the fees now, because of the, the the amount of money that's available, are irrelevant. Is he a good player? You know, if he plays four or five seasons, does he improve them as a team? Does he make them better? Yes. Yeah, simple as that. You've got to pay what you've got to pay there's nothing you can do about that in a nutshell so that's basically it so is he going to improve Liverpool football in theory he should if he, if he brings a Southampton and even Celtic form yes he should compared to what we've there like I've looked a little bit more at it the last couple of weeks or the last couple of months about Liverpool because I was very much up until the start of the season going I think it's our style of play I think Maldini and Baresi would still concede 50 goals that was my original opinion but now the more I really look at it it's kind of it's the individual mistakes if you look at our goals that we can see it's not necessarily down to the fact that we're wide open it's stupid mistakes like Arsenal was the prime example so in control in the Emirates it was incredible how easy it was for us and then Joe Gomez shocking Mm. absolutely shocking no one in front of him Sanchez is behind him he looked at him simple cross about head height Joe Gomez is a centre half by the way he takes two or three steps back for no reason Instead of attacking the ball and clearing it, Sanchez gets in in front of him. Doesn't even have to jump. Sanchez is much smaller and just taps it in. Yeah. And then two seconds later, minule has holes in his hands. And all of a sudden, it's two all. Game is changed. Arsenal should be winning. And it, that's not down to how Liverpool necessarily play. It's down to simple mistakes. Lovren with some of his mistakes over the over the, the famous one with Harry Kane he just got too close and tried to get ahead of him. You know, would Van Dijk do that? Not necessarily. Well, so see, this is what it
1: comes down to F- football, especially defending, comes yeah. down to. Decision making. Yeah. So, can you make the right decision at the right time in the right place? Yeah. Um, I I just want to go on to another clip, and this is the other side of football punditry. This is the balance,
0: this is what it's about. Uh,
4: no, he's not worth it at all. Southampton could have named any price they wanted
5: because they knew Liverpool were absolutely desperate for a centre-half and Southampton have got a, a hell of a deal there. He's a good player, yes, but for £75 million, no. We've been saying it for a number of years now that transfer fees have, have gone through the, the roof and this one, I
1: think, has taken it to another level. As I said, I think he's a, he's a decent central defender, a good central
5: defender, but for £75 million, no, no way. They had to do something Because At the rate they were going They probably wouldn't get In the uh, in the top four Signing Van Dijk now It's given them Such a, a better chance Of doing that But It's a hell of a lot of money 75
1: million So that's the other side yeah. Focus on the money Or don't focus yeah. on the money I think still That comes down to Is he going to improve the team And I personally think He's going to improve yeah. the team yeah. Is he going to improve the team Significantly enough To you know, make them a better yeah, a, a, a top four, a challenge so yeah. inside. I still think he needs to to get someone else in there with him.
0: Yeah, oh, without a shadow of a doubt, I think we definitely need a, a top addition in the back line and goalkeeper and goalkeeper. And I'm not saying that's it. We're done because the way, a
1: centre midfield exactly. But the way, they have a centre midfield, well, he's coming, coming in, in January.
0: Nabi Keita now. I'm going to be honest I don't know a hell of a lot I do kind of scrape around the internet to kind of get what type of player is he in Angola can't they sit there stereotypical because he's a similar build to him in the whole lot but apparently he's an all action engine box to box who has a little bit of guile about him he won't be a Coutinho that's for sure but he could be an all out up and down kind of guy who can make the front three tick and obviously free up a bit of movement for the other two guys I don't know exactly but the Germans are very complimentary of him and he's started to show his form again because he went a bit off the boil because obviously he knows he's going but now he's kind of coming back to a bit of his form that Liverpool are going after so we wait and see look Liverpool are as we've talked about before they're at that crossroads where do we commit do we roll the dice here we're not because as I said to you last night what they're doing at the moment wasn't necessarily to be a league winning team it was to kind of consolidate top four yeah. And at the moment It's almost making them The best team Of the rest If they keep doing What they're doing But they've kind of jumped They
1: are spending A bit of money now Oh what well, they would do I mean that's 75 million For him Your man Keita Was sixty-five.
0: Mm. But million. they're not spending money That's just from Liverpool's coffers So to speak You know this is money They can play with From sales So if they spent Another two or 300 million I'd be like Okay Liverpool are playing Like as in mm. They're trying to m- match City Because at the moment Technically I don't think They are because They're playing with money That's it's almost free money, if you know what I mean. But if they went in the summer and spent two and three hundred million, like real big dollars, you're kind of going, all right, Liverpool are going for it here. Yeah. It's all out and the pressure's on Klopp to kind of not just get Champions League to bloody win the thing.
1: Is there, just, this is just something that we wanted to talk about, Martin Tyler. Oh, uh, yeah. Now... Tell me if, if if this is right or wrong Now Is, is there is there something With The, the bit Tyler of the story behind Liverpool. this
0: is It's it's kind of common knowledge Allegedly he's a United fan And he's very excited When United score goals And it, you know This is the pettiness And social media Because I'm going to come to social media In a minute And I think that's what's causing the story About the Mersey Derby On Friday night But Allegedly he's a bit of a United fan And I always remember the goal That Martial scored And he was proper excited about it And even I got a bit riled up Going oh, a Typical mank But it's because of what you read, and you build yourself up. Going, actually, you know you fan. But allegedly, what is the background? He wasn't too excited when Liverpool scored. Well, this is this is, this is Van played Van a clip K- for us. I think we played a clip. This is social media. Not
1: happy. anyway. scoring did, did a night, and this American, is Martin Tyler's commentary. commentary.
5: On his debut, Mike still, and in it goes, and Van Dyke gets it. No one's remembering the earlier miss now.
2: And Liverpool lead again. So,
0: oh, so basically, that's it. No one's remembering
1: the miss now. Yeah, he had a miss error. As if he's a striker, like no, he had a, he had a miss not yeah. so long before. Yeah, that. that's free, right. It was a free that. header. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a poor, yeah, was yeah, a poor yeah. header, but. I I personally think that that is more to do with Liverpool fans' over-excitement that he scored rather than his under-excitement. because I think people they, they were going oh a little bit of eased pressure off the supporters backs because the seventy five million so they can go now oh well he, he did well and he scored a goal yeah, and yeah. so I'm not t- I'm not totally sure that that Martin did Martin Tyler not have that was he not the Gerrard
0: when, when yeah. Olympiacos yeah. it's this pathetic crap now that it's now newest what you or i sitting at home what we say now becomes newest and that's what these clickbait websites do they literally scour twitter after these games. oh we've got a story here lads most of the people are giving out the martin tyler and then all of a sudden we're talking about it yeah you know let's not waste much time on it, he, it he's commentating he's not sitting there planning how to do this this is all off the cuff i presume as a commentator yeah and I don't know. I'm not going to look into it. I think it's a bit, oh, shut up, lads. It, it, because there's certain types of football fans and it doesn't matter who they are. United fans have them. Liverpool, Arsenal, they all have them. them idiots who just have to defend to the hilt everything Liverpool or everything United. And, and they're the guys who I love having a go against because I know twice as much as they do about their own club. Let alone, And I love having the debates with them and putting them back in their place because they actually know I nearly said it Arsehole yeah. They literally Know nothing Have you ever Born to a Liverpool jersey? No <laughs> I, I, I presume Somebody said it to me Last night That allegedly It's a guy out In the middle of nowhere Out in Asia or something oh, I and think it is yeah, they, I think it's a bit extreme But I think the Scousers In general Will be delighted Listen As I said to you this On this show before After a couple of months Of him showing Little hints Straight away I went He's a Barcelona player Yeah Not even Real Madrid I said he's a Barcelona player We got five years Happy days yeah, And 140 million and we only cost 8.5. Eight, but like, listen, business-wise, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Okay. So I think we'll wrap it up on that because, yeah. uh, got Jesus. A, take a breather, are we? You could, uh, you could go all day about that anyway. But we're going to go to a break, and then we're going to come back and go through some of the stuff that kind of went on over Christmas, because obviously we haven't been around for a couple of weeks, so we'll we'll bring up the bits and bobs. All right, take it easy.
2: mad about saffron, saffron's mad about me, mama just mad about saffron, she's just mad about me, they call me mellow yellow.
0: So anyone who was motivated to go out there is probably back on the couch going, ah, that was nice. <laughs> Welcome back to Big Kickoff here in Liffey Sounds 96.4. Anyone wants to get in touch with us at 87 We did do our usual jargon today, Big Kickoff or Big Kickoff 1 on Twitter or bigkickoff96.4 at gmail.com and all, right. all other. <laughs> yeah, we're out there. Come join us. But um, I literally, before we go into other football, I just clicked on to... Uh, one of the football websites here just have a look and there's an article already about how will Coutinho fit and then underneath the Sanchez to Liverpool question mark literally probably all we're going to talk about the next two or three weeks is literally every player in the world are going to be linked to Liverpool now because they're rich I think everyone has yeah. already I said mares Mares yeah um, they're going to
1: they're gonna, every midfield or similar type player is going to be linked
0: and every club Are going to be going Happy days We'd probably get 40 for them, But not now We're going to get 60 or 70 yeah. If Liverpool call yeah. You know what I mean That kind of thing So yeah It's going to be bonkers Anyway as you know Uh I'm going to kick off very quickly because I don't know too much about it, but uh, the whole Mourinho-Conte thing is uh, going up a notch in the last... I'm glad you brought it up. Oh. <laughs> um, so just to give it a bit of context, I don't know where it's coming from, the, the, the bit of a spat, the two, the two and the throne between each other. But Mourinho decided to bring up the other day going, yeah, I've made mistakes. I think it's a bit of his antics on the sideline. Well, it was Conte first. Oh, yeah. He's saying he's a bit of a clown or something like that. But listen, they don't like each other it's great yeah. because m- most managers bore the crap out of us all and that's why we love our Coutinho or Coutinho's Mourinho's Coutinho Conte's really love Coutinho I, I just love them so much <laughs> come back to me Phil <laughs> I've lost the will but Conte, Mourinho clubs these kind of guys we love them because everything's self so sanitised now and even Simeone we love to see a bit of action on the sideline us fans want to see our managers do the same but anyway comes back to Mourinho and he's finally kind of bit back a little bit going listen I've done regrets maybe he's talking about the whole Porto running down the sideline or whatever but he says I'll still make a few I make less but will, I'll never get
1: will we, will we, are you going to let him say it? No well, I think we'll go through the clip first of all we'll do the clip for uh, Conte this is where it kind of started from so we'll just do his clip uh, Conte <laughs> suggesting that maybe hey, Mourinho has a bit of hey, dementia Jose Mourinho talks
5: about uh, clowns
6: by acting on the sideline, and many people suggested that he was talking about
0: you and Klopp. What did you make
7: of Mourinho's comments yesterday? I think that uh, <coughs> uh, he has to see uh, to see himself in the past. Maybe uh, uh, he was speaking about uh, himself in the past. Yeah. Maybe so- sometimes, uh, I think that someone uh, forget what uh, said in the past uh, or what uh, uh, which is uh, is behaviors? you understand and uh, sometimes i think that uh, there I a uh, uh, i don't know the the name but the uh, demenza senile when you are a, a bit uh, come si dice demenza senile it's very difficult, no. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> when are you? When are you?
5: I don't think there's. I don't f- forget.
7: There's... Forget. Uh, uh, what? What do you do in the past? Uh, you understand uh, that is uh Yeah.
0: No. Okay. There's a. The man is a loco.
7: <laughs>
1: so basically, what he's saying is uh, he must have a bit of dementia because uh, he's forgotten what his antics. He's done it himself. Himself. Yeah. And uh, uh, like you were saying, uh, he, he responded. Yeah, uh, Mourinho responded.
7: wrong question and obviously uh, a strong answer but I don't blame you know the only thing I want to say to end the story is that yes I made mistakes in the past on the touchline yes I will make less but I think I will still make a few what never happened to me and will never happen is to be suspended for match-fixing that never happened to me and it'll never happen
0: go on jose Ooh, strong words aren't they? yeah basically back in his days as Siena manager he he's been clear to this by the way but he never reported uh two cases of match fixing within the club so apparently it happened without his kind of knowledge but he kind of eventually i don't know whether he knew about it or, or found out about it but kind of Play dumb. Anyway, I don't know the full details, but he's been cleared three or four years later. He got banned for eight months, then it got reduced to four, and then he got cleared. Well, last night... Did we tell me rep- he came back? We got a reply. Hey. It's been an interesting 24 hours. There were some very
2: strong words from Jose Mourinho yesterday. How, how would you respond to that?
7: But... Uh I think when um, when there are these type of comments and uh, the comment that you try to uh, offend a person and uh, you you don't know the the truth, I think that uh, you are a little man, a little man, and uh, he was a little man in the past. Uh, he's isn't a he's in the little man in the present. and Maybe he will be a little man also in the future.
0: The drama. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Josie, the little man. I love it. Uh, so,
1: there you go. So, that's. This has got this legs. This has got legs. There's another episode coming I'm, soon. So, when Chelsea and man- Manchester United face each other. Is that it was, soon? It, it could be
0: soon. I'm not sure. But it, it'll be interesting to see the handshake. Because I know there's one the or look. two big fixtures coming. I know Liverpool have City, but. I don't know whether I'm just pretending here but in the background of my head going the, is this? are these questions coming up because they are starting I think they're coming up soon I'm not 100% certain but uh, knowing our luck it probably is coming soon and it's going to get very interesting ah, it, but it, that's what I'm saying football is just it, you do not have to football will always give you something It'll of course give and something. this is it Like this is a gift that's going to keep on giving for another while. and I am trying to find Fixes. You keep working away down. Okay.
1: Well, it? listen. League of Ireland. It's it, they're starting their pre-season now. But Limerick City or Limerick yeah. uh, FC are looking for a new manager. That's right. Out of nowhere. Neil McDonald, who only took the job up halfway through last year, I believe, has left the position as first team manager of the club in order to take up the opportunity in the UK in a role of assistant manager at League One Scunthorpe United. Now, is this a lack of ambition? From Neil MacDonald, or is he just getting paid more? I, without a shadow of a doubt, getting paid more.
0: I, I presume so. It has to be because. And then, he, and then I suppose a little bit of. Uh, if I'm back in England, they might take me more seriously the people over in England because obviously, what the hell are you doing over in Ireland? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think,
1: I think Ireland has a bit more.
0: Oh, without doubt. A bit we more know that. Oomph to it, we though. know that. But the guys over there are going. Yeah, but Ireland. Yeah. I'm it, telling you, they'd be so ignorant to it, they it, wouldn't have a clue. It, but I, th- I think, though, the whole
1: how the teams have done in Europe kind of thing hmm. has given it a bit of a boost. Oh, <laughs> you'd understand that. If you do a good job in the League of Ireland. People want you. Look at Michael O'Neill. Yeah. Michael O'Neill come from Shamrock Rovers no. to Northern Ireland to wherever his next position is, or maybe he's going to stay there, but mm-hmm. wherever his next position is. So he's elevated just from having that you know platform of League of Ireland. So in my opinion, I think it is probably maybe he's getting a few more quid. Yeah. But I think there's a little lack of ambition there because if you want to be the main guy... That was our chance. Hey, Sam Allardyce went to Limerick, and look where he is now.
0: Exactly, so and he's one of his henchmen. The biggest club in Merseyside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Enjoy yourself. I'm going to bring that up. Actually, uh, we were talking about social media and what's it's reared up. This whole oh Firmino and Holgate allegedly it's racism. That's come from nowhere, other than Mason Holgate is black. Let's not mess about. He reacted. And social media have kind of gone, oh Yeah, they don't know. There's he no. must have said something. Now, I checked one or two. They're not exactly that reputable. But uh they had a few. um Now, one word I definitely know he said. He said the P word. And the P word is, uh if anyone watches Narcos, they know what the P word is. <laughs> it's a Spanish word that literally means about 75 different things if you read the... Okay. Yeah, I think you can probably guess what it is. But anyway, allegedly, maybe that's what he heard and kind of he's watches his Narcos box sets and freaked out but no they had a lip reader on as I said a, a, one of the the red tops and they said no they kind of know what he said yeah the usual effing and blowing in, in his native language but they don't seem to see that he said anything right Holgate suggested it whether he kind of in the heat of the moment and listen here's another side of it he knew he was in trouble who Holgate Holgate when he threw him into the stand he knew he might have been in a bit of trouble it could have been a smoke screen. He could be that clever. He, yeah. could, uh, he could have just freaked out that Firmino got in his face. Listen, it doesn't matter. It'll be, it'll be solved one way or another. It's quite clear. There's plenty of video. They can really look at it and say, did he or didn't he? And if he did, throw the book at him. I don't care. Even if he's a Liverpool player, I don't care. Yeah. Get your punishment. But if he didn't, I wouldn't even go mad at Hoagy. Listen, he was shouting a lot of expletives in a funny language. He might have heard... Something Or he might have tweaked a, a, Something that tweaked his interest And if he did He did I doubt, I doubt if he's doing it For any malice I doubt if he's saying It's a smoke screen In that sense But he could have been Starting a bit of a fight A bit of an afters To try and get the them Into trouble Because it was I, I thought he was lucky To not even get booked Well to tell you the truth I don't think the referee Even thought about booking It looked like that Yeah From from the get go And it was fairly obvious He was well gone over the line Next minute bump Into the stand you go Did you see Swansea versus Wolves Last night I'm going to say day. no Okay Leroy Fair
1: got sent off last night for tripping a player on the halfway line
0: just one one
1: fell one. stuck his leg out just tripped him one fell boom, red cat. he
0: wasn't even the last man he wasn't or... even
1: the last man there wasn't any violent yeah. conduct there you just go just little trip like Holgate knew what he was doing yeah
0: and he didn't even get a book in. and as you said he didn't look that interesting Extendous in booking. play
1: yeah because if he you had hit the, the wall hard, or yeah,
0: yeah. He's endangering fans as well Because yeah. there's no fencing anymore That's a bit That's getting really into it But i just shocked That he never got nothing I'm not saying Let's go bananas And ban him or anything like that It's just He knew what he was doing And was blessed that Nothing happened Carlos Tevez Back to
1: Argentina For the Third time Could be third time Yeah And he was 18 months out In China And looks like he got What he wanted <laughs> why well he got
0: his money oh sorry yeah he well sure he, he got a boatload seven or 800 grand yeah, a week I or think, something
1: I think he only scored something like 4 goals in 20 he did very
0: little Um, very I, like don't get me wrong I don't watch much of it I know Sky showed a lot of the Chinese stuff and you keep a 9 at the odd time but his name never showed up all that much no and uh, yeah he got his boatload and he's got his pension sorted anyway and he, back to Argentina he goes yeah uh, another one Diego Costa <sighs> What a, what a debut! <laughs>
1: this man is is exactly what. This is the reason why he's disliked. I believe he went down the tunnel half time, caused uh, uproar in the tunnel. Yeah, I don't really mind that so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, got booked early in the second half, scored a goal, and uh, for oh got booked for I think throwing an elbow or something like right. that. So it was dangerous play. And anyway. yeah, uh, scored his goal, jumped into the crowd.
0: Got sent out.
2: <laughs>
0: he can't do that normal and no. straight down the line. Or- he's going to be a guy who's a gift that keeps on giving for the likes of us and, yeah. and, and, and top media outlets out there that can kind of go, he's at it again. But he scores goals. He's, he's still a great he, I think that's why people, whether you like him or not, you can't help but watch him because one, he's good, but two, it's the other side. He's just mad. Yeah. Uh, Roy Hodgson, Crystal Palace manager,
1: uh, playing is it Brighton I think they're playing on Monday night and it's the first match on Monday night that they're playing under VAR
0: Oh in the FA Cup apologies yes Yes in, Yeah the FA Cup are the doing it but are they only selecting matches or Well that's the first one Because I thought he was going to the VAR on Friday night remember the whole Firmino Holgate and Yeah something? no And no, he no. went up to the 4th of it but no, the, he was just calling is, him over This is the first sort of testing okay. so the
1: assistant referee basically yeah. Uh, Will be in the stands For the Brighton And Do you Christen know exactly What they're going to go to In relation I'm to I'm not it? too sure And Roy Hodgson Is worried about it Because he thinks <sighs> It's going to slow down The game and, and I'm not having a go at Roy Hodgson But it's the typical English thing We don't do change, yeah, yeah, tradi- change Shut up yeah, it's tradition. Let it happen So But I think it's going to be Interesting I think if It, if it can be done quick we, we talked to Killian Sheridan Before Christmas He loved it It was his plus It was literally it He says it's made Such a
0: difference Yeah
1: so it'll be an interesting one to but see. But listen,
0: whatever about the rest of football as well, but in England, they're the kings of the grey area and they're probably already sending teams back into the office to go, how can we exploit this? Yeah. So that's probably why Roy Hodgson's probably worried. But anyway, have you got a clip there? Wait or? wait, he gets a penalty now ah. or, or a, a goal from it. And it's and the greatest thing that. ever. Listen, yeah. it's a great idea. It is the way forward and it is the way it should be and let it happen and let's see what happens. Then you can have a moan about it but we'll let it happen first. Yeah. Um Will we go to a song? We're going to go to a song and then we're going to have our uh, uh, rugby uh, expert all-round, nice guy, Darsh Hills, is coming up to go through kind of the Christmas busy period for rugby as well, I suppose, yeah. over here. And then obviously the Six Nations is slowly coming up That's in so the next five weeks, or six weeks. Yeah. Weeks, think, so like we're that. going to see who are the runners and riders into the squad and have some of these young guns from Leinster and Munster made their way into the Does he think they're going to make their way into the squads? Anyway, we're going to go to song. We're going to go to a bit of Boston. More than a feeling. And uh, we'll be back after this. Nice little headbanger there, yeah. Uh, yes, big kickoff 96.4 Liffey Sound. Hello, everybody. oh eight seven zero six two seven one three eight. If anyone's get in touch with us, we have Darren Shields, our lifelong uh, uh rugby expert, here to pick brains. Because me and Dar- uh, Roy, especially in the last couple of weeks, no, absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I know Apart apart from last night Yeah apart from last night I watched a few of the results And this that and the other Obviously six stations Coming up And there's a few guys Who are literally Pushing their way in now And there's going to be A big clamour for all these Because we all like Something new and fresh nowadays We've no patience Can I start with Who is this Lamer guy Uh, Jordan Lamer. Yeah Jordan
4: Larmer Came from St Andrews Black Rock Only a couple of years ago Himself and Andrew Porter Would have been on the same team So they're both In around the same age Porter is the tight head prop that came on as a sub yep. last night as well. Absolute beast of a young fella. Yep. Um, Larimer played, kind of made his name last year with the under-20 Ireland squad. Um, absolutely ripped it up against a f- hotly-tipped French team and was burning people left, right and centre. And that was while he was a year younger than the rest of the under-20s. Okay. He'd kind of come up a year So early. that gave us more attention. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like he, technically, he could be playing under-20s again this year. Yeah, But, with a bit of luck, he'll probably be more in and around the Six Nations squad. I can't see him making the squad because I still think he's a bit young. Yeah. But he is... Schmidt's a clever guy. he be... He did the same with Carberry. Yeah. Like Larimer's already been down to Carton House when they do the thing. They'll, they'll do that when they spot someone with that talent. Yeah. That you would, Look, we'll get you in. We'll get you to know the systems, know the calls, get you into that kind of setup and see what we expect of you. And then... We'll move you on, and then it means then if we do need to bring you in, yeah, you're up and running. And it means then there's no kind of oh, you're throwing him in at a deep end thing. He's been given as good a an intro into it as possible, and then you know, should so he get a chance to probably hopefully? maybe not make the
0: squads, but at the same time, it'll be one of the replacements of injuries and bits and bobs. Yeah. He's that is he that close I, to the squad?
4: I'd say he's that close. I'd say if, if there are a couple of injuries, um obviously Kearney's going to be in there um, like who would he yeah. whose position is he up against really he'd be going fullback for the same as Kearney right. basically yeah so um, obviously Kearney would still be the go-to guy then exactly right. uh, and Kearney did alright the last game he played um, there over to Christmas he was given the rest there last mm. night mm. Um, They, mu- I can't see them trying him as a wing he has played wing before mm. Uh, I couldn't see them sticking them on the wing because there are plenty of options there already. Mm-hmm. Big st- uh, Jacob Stockdale who played against uh, Leinster last night for Ulster. Uh, McFadden had a blinding game last night. He made he made over 150 yards or something with the ball. Geez, um, are we going NFL now? Or on yeah, yeah. Hour? No, but they were, Sean Meters carried. Uh, ah, right. He was three times the second best player right. who I think was Larmer. Right. Um, but it's just Larmer has that thing, you know. He scored the first try last
1: night. He did, he got two. He got the first one. So we'll, we'll just showed the first try.
5: He's now beaten 60 defenders this season across the two competitions Charles Piatow, James Tracy, uh, taken by Jack Conan, Jamie Heaslip fighting his way back after back surgery. And here is James Tra- Tracy, one start for Ireland, six caps for him now. And now Ross Burn,
2: Ferguson, coming off the wing. Oh, there is the snappy rhythm from Jordan Lawer again. He simply
5: has got that mesmerising footwork that defences do not seem to be able to deal with.
0: I just can't, I just can't, I just can't control my feet. <laughs> nice
4: little sidestep in there. My knees wince every time <laughs> I see him step people. Yeah. I just kinda, if I tried that now, one kneecap will go one direction, one would go the other and i I just drop in the middle. It is phenomenal the way you can change direction at top speed. If you get, even better one than that was the one against Munster um, on Stevens' day. That was the most ridiculous breakthrough. I think he beat three, four players mm. easily and then won the sprint down to the line as well he's just he's phenomenal to watch what is, What's happening with Ulster? Uh, Ulster as I said at the start of the season will be Ulster they will have the players they will have the team but they're just they don't have it as a team they, there isn't that hunger or drive I don't know if it's the off the field issues that they've had with you know certain players have kind of put a cloud over the club um, this season but even last year Are you talking year, in
0: relation to the likes of Ruin Pienaar who really wanted to stay
4: that, yeah, no, no. or is it down to the fact that Tommy Bow is it.
0: now doing getaways on RT1
4: Also <laughs> the fact that well, Tommy bow has gone now Is he gone altogether? No, no He came on last night uh, nearly scored a try Larimer tackled him uh, Ulster ended up getting their consolation try out of it but uh, Tommy bowled to the shoulder. Because all I've
0: seen is him playing like a uh, paddle tennis on the beach with Vogue Williams for our getaways there. That's about mm. all
4: he can do. That and his fancy shoe range. Oh, That's, excuse me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like he's also picking up another injury. So he's he's. God love me, he's made a
0: glasses, isn't he? Well.
4: Yeah, <laughs> or he's just one of them who just picks up everything. He's just picking up. He's a bit yeah. of a sick note now at this stage. Um, who else? There's a couple of couple of injuries now you might be kind of worried about from the Leicester side of things uh, Ring Rose who was making his comeback mm. um, over the last couple of weeks obviously had the big uh, shoulder injury last season got a, the operation the reconstruction done over last summer he was coming back in with the idea being get a few games in over Christmas start building them up towards that yeah. Six Nations squad uh, he went over on his ankle nastily <sighs> there yesterday evening near the end of the game and I don't know I, from the amateur physiotherapy thing, I would say he's done the medial ligaments on no, the inside yeah. of his ankle and probably... Six week or... Grade, grade two, I'd say. Maybe six week or f- four weeks. Four, four weeks. Weaker. They're rugby players. They're harder than footballers. Just
0: to... Uh, I heard on the radio there the other day, other radio shows are available, uh, This there's a set program for the Irish players, like a welfare... Like, are they only allowed... Isn't it a sec kind of amount of games? So a lot of the yeah. Irish boys came back this weekend, yeah. hence why they missed Stevens day,
4: but it's not because... They're allowed Christmas off. It's this whole yeah. It's the player welfare thing. So that whole thing of Ireland, if you if you're good enough to get a central contract, Mm. which it means your contract isn't with your province, it's it's with Ireland. The Ireland camp then can dictate how many games you play or how many minutes of a game you play. So you could watch a game where you see Johnny Sexton playing out of his skin, running the show, and And then then
0: then inexplicably comes off
4: on the 60th minute, spot on he gets subbed off and the sub out half comes on Okay. Uh, he'd usually be burned and it, you'd be kind of looking going Jesus why why are they making that decision but it's because they're kind of they haven't tracked they've looked at how many Ks after covering how many tackles he's made they're like no he was getting 60 minutes that's the maximum he's off but it means then that as a player you're not getting Hosed week in, week right. out, and be like they've they had three games in 11 days, yeah, which is a lot. Is a lot for a football team, but for a rugby point of view, absolutely, it's, it's a phenomenal amount. Um, to get through that safely and make sure all your players are fit and healthy for, um, internationals, mm. that's the way they look after them.
0: And- is there a bit of power, say with Leinster, we know the set time, instead of kinda of going, all, right, all the Irish lads are out for a game, can they kind of go, right, we'll we'll yeah. take two or three out so we don't just completely obliterate the team, yeah absolutely keep them strong?
4: Absolutely. So you could say, right, well we'll if you've got in a in a situation where they have um two players for the same position. Yeah. So you've got Jack McGrath and Keane Healy both playing tight head prop, you can say, Right, well look, we'll rest Keane Healy for this one. And play McGrath, and then have a Jungfla mm. on the bench, mm-hmm. um, and then vice versa. We'll swap them round, and then you can kind of see. So,
0: so all I, the Irish lads don't necessarily be out for the whole the same game, and it's a completely different lenser. So they can kind of yeah, there exa- is a bit yeah,
4: yeah, exactly. And but it, you can if you have a look up at the you know when they would show pictures of the stands there yesterday, you'll <laughs> yeah. see what is the guts of a decent Leinster fifteen yeah. sitting there with their. Suits on and their their blankets over their legs to keep them all nice and warm oh, and yeah. they're watching the game. and Can,
1: live. looking at Leinster, can can Leinster win Pro 14, first of all, and do they have a chance in the Heineken?
4: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're the team to beat in Europe at the moment. Really? Yeah, yeah. There's no... Well, bar maybe some of the French teams, but yeah. well, like the, the last round, second last round of the uh European Cup mm-hmm. where they did a double header there just before Christmas. Um it was one of the weekends none of the English teams won. That's e- right. Every right. single one of them was beaten no, all eight um, of them I think. Are the two the last two games of the group are they before the Six Nations or after? Before? Uh before I think and I mean, then Glasgow after. is next. Yeah. Um yeah I think they get the, the group stages out of the way before the Six Nations Six Nations gets out of the way and then they go into the quarter Leinster
0: should get out of that yeah, w- how won't. about Munster and Ulster and-
4: um, Munster uh, Munster will be okay Leinster will definitely get through they're still, they have a 100% record right. so far um, should be Glasgow I think they have a couple of home games left as well so like, Glasgow you- are doing well though aren't they yeah Glasgow yeah. a decent team but again in fact they've beaten them already a couple of times so I, I think there's that you know when you get that drive in a group of lads hmm. that you know you get that sniff of we can actually win stuff here. Yeah. Yeah. And there's that much competition for places. You want to be in that winning team as opposed to, you know, just filling in the numbers in the squad. Yeah. And I think you did, there is a bit of that with Ulster. There is a kind of people just filling in, making up the numbers to a certain degree. Um, I know they have a new out half coming in because Leo Lafano is yeah, I know. Impressive. Yeah, he's going back to play with the Brumbies. He was only brought in as an emergency one. Um it's just there's too much kind of coming and going. They'll have the likes of Jordy Murphy is gonna go up there mm-hmm. next season. Martin Moore is signed yeah. already for Ulster, so I I heard a good Um, Was Neil Francis in the end during the week was saying that the way the Leinster Academy is producing players at the moment and if you have a look around the likes of Andrew Conway Mm down with uh, Munster Tom Farrell over um, with Connacht all these lads uh, Matt Healy the same all of these lads have come through the Leinster Academy and now they're filling in and being really really good players especially at Pro 14 level excellent players all over the place they're starting to fill in with teams in France they're getting jobs in England they are becoming Leinster players are becoming the Polynesians of Europe <laughs> you know what I mean every team within 10 years will probably have one ex-Leinster player yeah. or Le- ex-Leinster academy lad you Yeah, know, that kind of way.
1: so in your opinion Leinster are uh, up there and around so let's have a listen to what Leo Cullen had to say after the match last night
5: there's still a lot of areas I think we can get better at but um, yeah for the most part it was, uh, it's it's um, yeah like I thought the guys brought real good intensity and I think there was much more consistency in the intensity that they brought in comparison to say last week and even the week before against uh, Munster as well so that's probably the most pleasing part Um, and yeah I thought we generally took our chances pretty well maybe left a couple out there as well but um, you know it's great to see you know backs running from from distance. and yeah, I thought the players look sharp and that's probably the, the most pleasing part of it. Generally very, very pleased. Obviously Ulster being our conference rivals. Um you know, Scarlets keep winning so you know it's important that we stay in touch with them. Um but yeah, it's uh, no, it's pleasing. It gives the co- squad a lot of confidence before we head into two massive weeks now in Europe again. Yeah, it is important. Yeah, that you try and manage the group. Um, you know, off the back of a five-day, so Gary's done his ankle. So again, we just we see how bad that is. Um, but it is. It's it does take its toll. So it is important. I think they're able to chop and change your teams. Um, you know, which is challenging because you know you're very very competitive fixtures that you're up against. Um, we came off the back of two very physical games against Exeter and you know, into the three in the pros, so yeah, we're delighted to get the get the wins um, that we got. Um, but yeah, it's important that we at least we've an eight-day turnaround now, and guys can get a couple of days and we can uh, prepare well next week and hopefully deliver a good performance. Um, you know, fantastic crowds we've had here the last couple of weeks, so again, you know, it all makes a difference. Um, it's always was great atmosphere today, and hopefully get another big crowd now against Glasgow.
1: So Leo Cullen, how do you think he's done since he stepped
4: in? Um I was only talking about this last night. I think one of the, the best signing that uh have made in the last two years was getting Stuart Lancaster in, the former mm. England yeah. coach. He was a guy who had tried to change the mentality and the setup of and the attitude of English international players. And everybody thought it was brilliant. They'd gone past that. Um, those incidents that they had over the World Cup in yeah uh, in New Zealand, where lads were getting a bit unruly in bars and pubs and this, that, and the other. And he tried to change that attitude. And he was only picking lads on merit and good behaviour and good discipline and all that kind of stuff. And everybody backed him until he didn't get the results. Mm. And then he was turfed out on his ear yeah. and absolutely vilified. Um, he's gone he didn't look like he was going to go anywhere with it because nobody wanted to touch him in england he's come over here doesn't have to do any media yeah is in as a defensive coach but he's now down as a senior coach Mm -hmm. he's doing a huge amount of work with them and he is a phenomenal coach like he does a huge amount now with schools coaches as well because he's a former teacher himself so he'll go into donnybrook have the stand full of school teachers school Mm -hmm. coaches and he'll do open sessions to show this is how we do it at Leinster yeah. and you guys can do that you know from your under 13s under 14s all the way up to your senior teams mm-hmm. and it's just everybody's getting better and plus it's, it's
0: potentially helping them as well if they're doing that at 13 years old all of a sudden you kind of have a little bit of, of a Leinster mix coming how into many, it yeah.
4: you were only talking clever about so, earlier. so, like so, how many so the, the answer to post? my
0: question is he's doing nothing to your <laughs> Ancestors <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah but um, like that it's like it's all about the team you have around you (laughs) that's it
1: okay (laughs) listen Munster and Connacht played last night how did that play out and uh, what were your thoughts on
4: Um, again probably a good sign from Connacht that they have international players that can be rested Uh, bad sign then is they just don't have the squad then so once they get to the third game of of two or sorry the third game of the the three Interpros um, they looked very tired last night they looked looked a bit broken now so and, and Munster obviously had uh, a point to prove they hadn't won Man. They, they were nearly going to go a clean sweep of defeats for the, the yeah. three Interpros they were beaten by Leinster uh, they should have hammered Ulster mm. they were, were beaten Ulster by about 20 points um, then had uh, their former Ulster centre got sent off for a high tackle mm. and Ulster managed to claw back i um, be slightly worried about them I don't, I, I don't know there's something are they going to make the Pro 14 playoffs they're on the bubble aren't they a little bit they'll make it they will yeah I, you, I think I think they'll come good near the end of the season well, um, the Southern Ulster Kings Ulster, make Ulster it be, you, the South African side I hope so yeah obviously for the experiment of yeah, the first year yeah I hope so a d- they're a decent ha- team how many go through uh, top four from each. each side yeah ok so
1: they're in the top four at the moment yeah, aren't they? yeah so. um, I watched the Munster and Connick game last night sporadically in the second half yeah. but in the first half Connick looked strong enough they obviously, weaken badly then. It's
4: just so much to ask the players to try and play yeah. that many games. And for the lads, you can see there were lads get, that were rested. Um, um, that you can see when you take them out, they just don't have that depth to pull lads in. Like Leinster can rest three, four back rows and still yeah. bring on yeah. internationals, yeah, mm. you know, that kind of way. They've six, no, maybe even eight international back rows, lads yeah. with caps. Some of them are really young. Some of them are kind of well into their 30s. But it doesn't matter. You're bringing on experience then. You know what I mean? You have to, um, You can lose the likes of Rhys Ruddock to a, a really bad hamstring yeah. tear. And nobody's really noticed. Even yeah. though he was one of the players of the season up to that point. Um, James Tracy, who'd been starting hooker for Leinster... Um, looked like he might have broken a wrist or a tome or something yesterday so that, that will be felt because they're already missing um, oh, the South African hooker. I can't remember his name now. Um, he's out with a back injury at the moment so it kind of leaves Cronin and then you're dipping into uh, the likes of Byrne the former Colongos guy who's very very young as well Yeah, so you're dipping into kind of lads who are either final year academy or just first year of the professional contract but again, they have that confidence that they can chuck these lads in. Connacht can it, it was did they have their moment in the sun
1: and and that's it or rebuild again? Can they rebuild again? Yeah,
4: no, I think they can. I yeah. think they can. I think they're getting better. I think I think they're more uh, as you've seen it. They're more open to taking players in now. Yeah. You know that yeah. kind of way they, they've they've got guys in. They need a ten, mm. in my opinion. They, um, uh, Carthy, that's there at the moment. I don't think is. Of the standard of 10 that you need to be able to push on mm. as a team. Um, his kicking ratio isn't brilliant. Uh, his decision-making isn't fantastic.
1: And that's the big thing, isn't it? And that's it.
4: You know, you talked about it earlier with, with center halves. It's the same if you talk about quarterbacks in yeah. American football. You know what I mean? You get, you get that guy in a, like, in a pivotal position. Control again. And uh, He needs to be able to boss a yeah. game. Well, we have Tom McCartney here reflecting on last
1: night's game.
6: Yeah, it was a bit of battle, wasn't it? Um, you know, Munster, one of their strengths, uh, we talked about it a lot during the week, was um, uh, you know, they, they, they scrum and they, they want to try and dominate you. And they want to try and scrum for penalties and try and get people yellow card, basically. And um, it's one of the ways that they, they try and physically dominate you along with their with them all. Um, so that was always coming, and we knew it was coming. I um, don't know if you saw what they did to Ulster, but. Um, you know they they destroyed them really, so um, it was always going to be a massive challenge. And um, you know we we got a few off them, and uh, unfortunately for us, they they probably got a couple off us as well. So it's always a, it's always a massive focus against against Munster if you if you don't scrum and you don't defend them all, then you get a scoreline like we got tonight. But um, yeah, I mean I, yeah, I think we 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 did pretty well um, defending both of those in general. Um, but as you said, we, um, we still like a
1: couple, so um, always try, try and get a bit better. So is, is that hitting the, the nail on the head? Did, where did, did they play well? Did, are they improving?
6: They
4: are, but I think what he's saying there is that their set piece struggled yesterday. And that's what happens when you take your, your starting players out. You know what I mean? You're going to lose. You're going to struggle at line-out. You're going to struggle at uh, scrum time. And I think that had been one of their strengths over the over the Christmas period, was they were able, like they bossed Leinster in the scrum. Um, I think Leinster got a couple of really really soft decisions in and around the scrum time, which gave them a, a, a big out um, when it looked like Connacht were starting to dominate them, and that can be the difference. You know, when you, when it came down to the Leinster game, it was, I think they had a chance, but um, about a minute to go. Uh, it was 24-21 to Leinster yeah, yeah. Connacht got a penalty uh, didn't they have they something de-
0: like 30 phases or something
4: yeah they decided not to take the penalty as I was in, actually
0: cheering them on would you believe I, it, it was, go on. Yeah. It was I going was, on
4: for so long they deserved it Yeah, to be honest in my opinion they deserved it um, I thought they got kind of done out of it by, by a bad decision but you know what I mean it, it's it's one of those things that sometimes that you try to be brave and go for the option Yeah, that doesn't work out but they will be back definitely be back
0: Right, coming up after the break, we're going to go through the runners and riders. Obviously, there's only six of them in the six-horse race that is the Six Nations. Coming up after this. Wasn't it that was confidence man with boyfriend? Dear friend. <laughs> anyway, Six Nations only a few weeks away. First week in, second week in February. Uh,
4: second week in February.
0: We're not in Paris this year for Valentine's like we usually are now. Uh,
4: no, but it's um, Ireland and England and Paddy's Day for the finisher. Yeah, because because uh, di- yeah. we're always
0: paired with. France and England, and they're the away fixtures this year, aren't they? Yep. So Six Nations are always a bit tougher for Ireland. When they're at home, all of a sudden, we kind of go, right, we have the two lads at home. We have a really good chance. This year, it's like, geez, if we do, it's really impressive. Yeah, that's super impressive. Yeah. So that's the last one, and it's Paddy's weekend. Yep. <laughs> ding, ding.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. I really <laughs> hope so. Uh-oh, excited already.
1: Okay, there. Um, we'll start with France.
4: France, uh, France are going to ladder to deceive is it the new
0: gaffer coming in because obviously (laughs)
4: it's it's just being sacked there was
0: it only two weeks ago
4: last week yeah it's still it's just going to be France again the club system is so all over the shop they've got so many foreign players in nobody wants to actually stand up from a coaching point of view yeah nobody wants to stand up and say right this is what we're doing. Like, this the players
0: will problem. play right up till the end. If there's a week break, they'll yeah, play in they, the top 14. Out. Like, there's yeah. no messing. They don't look after the internationals. It's yeah, The yeah. club is way more important.
4: Oh, yeah. In, well, they could, in, they, in the clubs. But the club is paying your wages. Yeah, of course. So yeah. they've, you know, if they tell you you're playing... You're so they
0: don't do a central thing or anything like that?
4: No, the, the closest thing they would do to looking after their players is... they French teams notoriously don't really care about away matches. Okay. So... They will send all of the foreign players, so their Georgian front rows and their you know, South African centres and all those kind of stuff, they will go and play all the away games. The French internationals might be given a break on those weeks. That's yeah. the only chance. But that's just normal player rotation. You know what I mean? And that's what's
0: the big idea about the whole not being too bothered about the... Just a, it's just a French it's a, it's thing?
4: A, well, home games are sacrosanct. Right. Okay. You always win your home games. Yeah. And if that means going out and absolutely destroying yourself and the opposition and anybody yeah. that gets And in right fairness
0: they do kind of have ultras over there like they, oh, they, they, like compared to Manchester yeah, yeah. and obviously in England they, yeah. they're proper aren't they? The oh core. absolutely yeah, Is yeah. it too long to have the guy that comes out in the big megaphone? That's and the, rrr, the deadly yeah, yeah. Brilliant Love it So yeah not gonna like yeah, they'll be there or thereabouts but they're, they're yeah. not gonna be
4: They have class players Yeah. You know what I mean They have young lads coming through um, If you're looking at Claremont the confidence that they play but when they're allowed go for it you know that kind of way but i just think when it comes to the the big the big games they're not consistent enough to yep. win a championship they might upset they might upset ireland they might of upset, course, yeah. they, they might upset england hmm. um but i think when it comes down to it they can't they can't string enough good performances together to actually
0: so you can see they'll have a moment in the sun where they'll probably throw a spanner in the works but might win two or three out of the out of the five exactly actually,
4: yeah. they'd be the kind of team that if you were going for a six nations and you could beat them you'd be kind of going oh, they could do us a favour against Correct. a Wales yeah, or yeah. A, 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 an England you know that but thing? to string
0: four or five in a row you wouldn't be can't too convinced I, I
4: can't see them
1: doing it yeah. Scotland looking at Scotland stronger than last year's yeah. can they continue on that def- Ben?
4: oh definitely definitely could they great. creep into that kind of a group with France being that little spanner maybe? I think they're more consistent than France yeah. I don't think they have the same level of players but mm. they're more consistent and they're a much better team yeah. You know, they're a much better team. They've got Greg Ortenza there that has them playing that real open, expansive style, very similar to what uh, Stuart Lancaster has brought in with Leinster, mm. that you put a huge amount of emphasis on how do you play when all the kind of systems are broken down? So where you'd get a coach like Eddie O'Sullivan would be very much, okay, we get a line-out, these are all our little calls for line-outs, and this is where every single player has to be for every single position for the next Three phases, four phases, hmm. and then it kind of all breaks down. Stuart Lancaster has spent 80 90% of the training session looking at well, what do you do after that? Yeah, how do you break down? You know what I mean? It's yep. not, and it means then that doesn't matter what position you are, you have to be able to play, you have to be able to play ball, and that's why Scotland have come on so well. Like they've done it at club level, um, as Shannon was saying earlier, like Glasgow have come on really, really well, yep. but that's playing that style. And it's really hard to play against because when things start to go a little bit pear-shaped and your defense is looking a bit ragged, that's when they start going, oh yeah, happy days. We'll start ripping you open and we'll have fellas that'll make runs and run little switches and you know decoy runners and all that kind of stuff. It's class and it's great to watch. Mm. Like, I really enjoy watching Scotland play. So if, they're
0: want to watch and sim- similar, they could be a good spanner. Yeah, exactly.
4: I still, again, they're not strong enough to win the championship, but... They're a good team, and they will win games. They will, they will upset a few teams. I think they'll probably choke against England. Again. So
0: realistic out of five, would you give them two wins out of five? Uh, d- 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 yeah, three. The two or three. I
4: give them, I, g- three. Give, give three. them three. And you yeah. give France three. I give them, I give, them, I give France
0: two. Ooh. two. Scotland beat them. All right. Okay. Yeah. There you go. The Welsh.
4: Uh, the Welsh the Welsh it'll be the same thing. I Is know, the obviously.
0: lads going off to the likes of France and all gonna be a problem? Are they, do they do they still get picked? in theory they're not supposed to be but no, I think. No, but
4: they've got a few of them back. Right, okay. You know what I mean? They've got um they've got enough lads to pick from. Um but well, I'd be kinda of worried about you look at the likes of
0: Are they a bit tired? Is is there not as yeah, much coming through? That's, that's like I was they're say. still great players, but they're a bit tired. They're a bit on the unfortunately on the wrong side of the hill.
4: Yeah, like if you watched the game yesterday between uh Ospreys and the Cardiff Blues, mm. um both teams are struggling. Uh Ospreys by winning yesterday They nearly threw the game away, but by winning yesterday, got themselves off the bottom of Conference A. That's how bad it is with And if you look through their team, and like when you hear the commentators talking about, and they're kind of going, Oh, the Lions players, let alone Welsh players. That's it. They have a stack of Lions players. You know what I mean? And they should be grabbing games by the scruff of the neck and just destroying teams. Mm, mm. You know what I mean? They've got really good backs, they've got, you know, well experienced international wingers. They've got a really good 10, they've got Alan Wayne jones they've yeah. got Tipperick, they've got all of these yeah. guys, And you are kind of look at them, they are struggling, man. But are they, are they the type of team that
0: kind of go up a gear when they put on the Dragon Aren't yeah. they?
4: I think they are. I think yeah. they are. And I think that kind of experience, when those lads put the effort in, yeah. not saying that they're not putting the effort in. But, yeah, when yeah. When it, when but it they do up, seem to find yeah. another gear. When that goes up another gear when they're playing international, they can grind out results.
0: So, two? I'd say two. Would they get a second win? I, I think we're presuming, it, we haven't even got to Italy yet, but I presume, yeah.
4: Yeah, Italy are going to struggle this yeah. year.
0: But two, yeah. you reckon they'll get two? Yeah. Three wins?
4: It's hard to do three of Scotland. No, I know, no, the no, match no, again. No, so, no, so you're, no, you're going to go for three. two again? Yeah, I'm going to go two.
0: They'll beat somebody. Beat Ireland. <laughs> they are, There
1: are, they They always
0: do us. We
4: have them at home though.
0: Yeah, but we are that team for them that, right, because yeah, they yeah. kind of mirror something like England or England, but they kind of always go, yeah, if we beat Ireland, we're doing all right, because they were sick of us, us beating them for a while. Italy, Conor Shea is still there. Italian, is Italian rugby, has,
1: has it progressed?
4: Um, not as much as you would have wanted it to. Mm. Um, I think the decision to keep the two teams um, and not meld them together uh, or amalgamate them together. It has kind of cost them a little bit, but that was due to the the setup of the new Pro Fourteen that you'd have the you South need, African yeah. teams come in. Um, I think that there's a lot of work going in there. I I still think that they're a work in progress. They they're, they're going to need another three years, another mm-hmm. wave to mm-hmm. kind of see what happens and see what lads are coming through. Um, interesting to see the former. Irish Leinster 10 the guy with one eye I can't yes. remember his name and he is he is he going to be in the squad yeah he, he, kinda, he came he, out of the game altogether because obviously he lost he was with Leinster yeah. and he had a training ground accident I think it was something to do with one of the you know those kind of bungee courses that you do yes. your resistance, resistance running with yeah. uh, things came back and hit him in the eye Ooh. and he lost his eye oh, Jesus um, he looked like the career was over then they found these goggles that he could wear um, which he was able to play I do with remember but the, story the IRFU I didn't allow the yeah. goggles so he wasn't able to play rugby in Ireland so he, went to Italy. so he went to Italy I think he might have gone to France first and then yeah. he went to Italy and then he worked his way up to the club That's now right, he's yeah. been nationalised as an Italian player and over the November Internationals he got his first start as yeah. a 10 so he's playing with these goggles blind in one eye in the most pivotal position and he's still ripping it up and yeah, you're kind of going outstanding it's a great story yeah. so brilliant. So, zero from five? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 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 will they Disney have. A, who will Disney they
0: have uh, a noble effort against? Because Italy always pull one. Whoever they get in the first round. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. Right, yeah, Grand they You it's have it's your it's fighting chance, yeah. isn't
4: yeah. it? Yeah, you catch someone cold.
0: Everyone can win the tournament in the first round. Oh, absolutely. So without, Big
4: upsets are always third round. Yeah. You know, so, without going up.
0: to Ireland just yet, because we obviously know, but we obviously fancy our chances that we're one of the favourites. England, than the other favourites, more than likely.
4: I would say, I would say D- favourites D- are the favourites. England are the D- favourites, yeah. in my opinion. So they're kind of who we have to. Yeah, um, I think we need to be braver. I think we're we've kind of got the Joe Smith thing of everything is um, limiting mistakes, being ultra rootless on simple stuff. I think the players are there that we could just open up a bit more. Okay, have a go. Kind of
0: surprise t- England even to an extent.
4: Exactly. You know what I mean? I think England have that real... I don't know what way you could describe a bar English confidence mm. thanks and to of course, Eddie
0: Jones in there but Eddie Jones is instilling that in him he's got oh, that brilliant Aussie ignor- ignorance um, arrogance that yeah. in fairness he's got it back in the English side because okay. in England were in their pump in the late 90s and Johnson and all they had it as mm. well in spades and now it looks like they have a back in. somebody needs to what do you do when you see a bear you punch him straight in the face like you know Ireland need to do that almost that's exactly it and uh, oh jeez I'm getting pumped <laughs> come on Paddy's weekend as well jeez <laughs> give
1: us a because we talked a lot about Irish rugby in the the provinces there but give us a, a a quick rundown on the Irish team how they will play maybe how they should play and what their chances are uh,
4: how they will play will be big hitting forwards up front um quick recycle of the ball and then eventually wear teams down you won't see a huge amount of scores in the first 20 minutes of games you'll see a big kind of push on for scores in the 20 minutes leading up to half time and then hopefully we'll kind of push on a bit more in the second half than we had been doing in the last six nations uh, last six nations if we hadn't really scored if we weren't winning by half time we would struggle right. and even then you'd see teams kind of clawing back against us um, like that I'd just like to see them have a bit more of a Cut and kind of have a little go. I would like to see I definitely think best centre partnership we have at the moment is Henshaw and Bundy. At key. Um I think Conway from that's down in Munster at the moment mm. definitely deserves a shot. I think him and Earls on the wings would be. You've got two proper finishers there, um, and then it's kind of having a look to see who else steps up. Then um, forward selection could be interesting. You could end up with a huge amount of uh, that Leinster pack. Uh, kind of up and running I think England are going to be missing maro atoje for massive a, a, a big chunk of mm. the Six Nations if not all of it you picked up a bad injury there a few weeks ago
0: and one of them usually does something stupid over the next few weeks and gets banned for six weeks or something like hopefully
4: yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully yeah, his yeah, 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 Courtney Laws um, yeah. I mean, hopefully Dylan Hartley does nothing and stays in there because <laughs> he's, he is their second best hooker yes correct he, yeah. he starts uh, because he's George yep yeah. Yeah, uh, so hopefully he starts and uh, gives us a bit of a start. So game.
0: put to the test, would you plumb for Ireland?
4: Um, okay. g- g- give us, your, give us, your, your, give you us your from sixth to first. Yeah, from sixth to first. So we go. That's um, Italy go. sixth, obviously. Italy. I'm gonna. My head says my head head says it'll be Scotland, France, Ooh. Wales, Wales, Ireland, England. Uh, Cut him off. All right. If I was to go the other way, the, the heart says. Uh, <laughs> doesn't matter, six doesn't six matter what the heart, says. <laughs> yeah, the heart says. This is the one that doesn't put the money on it. Uh, yeah. uh, this is the one that usually cries at the end of week one, but the whole thing goes down the uh, Swanee. Italy at the bottom, uh, then France, then Ooh. Wales, then Scotland, then England and Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> so that's
1: their heart which means absolutely nothing to and it's on them. tape now so we can play it in about two so months time she, ago full is, of it there I'm
4: there recording is. all permutations so we can just play whichever one back, so no a- one England ever ever to
1: seen. win the Six Nations ok after a break
0: Darts. We can't really go back to too much for Christmas real, but we suppose you have to bring up the darts because the 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 rags the richest story of Rob Cross. Although it, he was kind of well known and kind of half fancy to do well in the tournament, but for anyone who doesn't know much about it, it's a fascinating story of literally only starting on the tour last February to now being number one in the world. Right, well, he's number three in the world, but basically he's world champion. So in his eyes, he's number one in the world, and he defeated the legend that is Phil DePere Taylor, who finished up. Um, On New Year's Day um, Beating 7-2 on the final Phenomenal And But it wasn't just a kind of A good win He was brilliant Yeah Like yeah, he showed up Like yeah. that could have been a lot of pressure Taylor's ma- a master of the mind games He really could have got into his brain The guy just zoned him out And did his own game And if anything just improved As the as the final I was looking
1: at Taylor Throughout the tournament And I think I don't think Taylor was It was on, a swan on, song On his level Hugely impressive He 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 played good darts but I think Playing Phil Taylor Brought a lot of people
0: Down a Jamie level. Lewis in the semi-final yeah. Like he's a Kind of a I think he won a world youth A couple of years ago He's one of the ones That should be coming through And then kind of petered off But then went on a great run And he was seriously impressive All the way through And then never showed up You could see it Yeah I mean a semi-final Biggest stage for them, and I'm against the power. I could be literally send them home, and I could be. And do you think it was six nothing? Yeah. And he was not there at all. No. no. Every dart he Taylor was did. nice and relaxed, and made it look like it was yeah. like he was playing with the cameras and playing with everyone. And I think the other guy just went. He just capitulated. He was gone. There was a fog yeah. in front of his eyes after. Yeah. The he was gone. And um, anyway,
5: so
1: no. he, this is uh, Rob Cross winning the World Championship.
5: Treble eighteen here. I think he loves treble eighteen. Another double 16 for the World Championship. The moment he's dreamt of. And Rob Cross, an unknown amateur, little more than a year ago, has beaten the legendary Bill Taylor to win the World Championship at his first attempt. There will be no fairytale farewell for the power. He missed double 12 for a nine darter, but in the end he was caught in the crossfire and he could find no answer. And while we celebrate the career of the greatest player ever to pick up a dart, tonight we salute a new world champion, a great world champion, in Rob Cross.
0: There you go. The yeah. power is dead, long live the voltage. It's yeah. ironic yeah. that that's his nickname because yeah. he was an electrician.
1: That's right, yeah.
0: Fun fact, guys. Fun <laughs> fact. Um,
1: I'm, I'm slightly happy to see Phil Taylor finish. The, it's the say. way he finished more so. Yeah, I think he, he was getting grumpy. He said it himself. Oh man so give grumpy this year. Yeah. And it, it was taken away from everything he achieved. And if he went on, he would have been the Arsene Wenger at of darts where people didn't really want like, him there. But, you know, plaque, snacking on the back because of what he did, you know. Like whether, Although he had a great year.
0: Yeah, like whether it was calculated or not... Because we were kind of giving out about him and I was bored of him and he was really ruining it. But one or two interviews, now maybe he was trying to save face or maybe he was just, he kind of copped on what people are saying. I'd say after Michael Van Gerwen basically called him a knob on TV, you're being a yeah, knob again, Phil. Yeah. Maybe that's what slapped him in the face. And he said it. He says, I'm knackered. I said, we've sung calendar. It's nonstop. We finish on a Sunday and the next day or two we have to go off to Holland and then we're over the weekend. Then to get back to England. He said, It's like, and it, I'm too old, he says. He says, it's taking too much out and getting grumpy. I'm not happy the way some players act yeah. and he said oh, sh- that shouldn't be bothering me that would never have bothered me there was players like that all the time and they never bothered me but they bother me now so he's kind of admitting to some of what he was doing but it did unfortunately take away from his last harass, so to speak yeah. but Rob Cross to finish off two years ago was basically in bed and his uncle Robert came up and got him out of bed and said, come on UK open qualifier this morning come on you're going I'm not interested no let's go managed to qualify got to the fifth round was knocked out by Michael Van Gerwen. That gave him a bit of a, an impetus to kind of go, ah, we'll give it one more crack. Went on to the Challenge Tour, topped the order of merit, got his proper pro card last February and went from there. And he was number 20 before the tournament started. Right. So he obviously was in good form. Yeah. He won one televised event and he won three or four of the weekend events. Right. So it's not a massive shock that he kind of went far, but just how convincing he was. Is he an heir to the throne? Uh, he's definitely... If he shows that level of consistency, he's definitely going to be in the mix. See, at the moment, it's up to Van Gerwen, really. I think Van Gerwen's the closest that you could ever get to try and challenge what Taylor's done, but he'll never get there, mm. I don't think. 16, 17 titles. It's too competitive. Like, Taylor was irresistible, but he was a little lucky that no one was really close to him. But a lot of these lads... Tar- I'm not saying they're better than Taylor. now, though. But they're as good as each other, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like, Anderson like, is a quality player. Gerwen. T- t- Taylor had... He was leagues ahead of everyone back He always then. seemed to get one pretender for a year or two, and yeah, then they yeah. disappear, and then another guy come. Yeah. Well, these guys, there's four or five of them that should easily be around for 10.
1: And Cross could be one of them. Okay, the Premier League lineup: Michael yeah. Van Gerwen, Peter Wright, Rob Cross, Gary Anderson, Daryl Gurney, uh, Sulovich, Sulovic, uh, Van Barneveld, Michael Smith, Gerwyn Price,
0: and Simon Whitlock.
1: It'll be an interesting uh, Premier League this year
0: Yeah a few of the big boys Are gone For obvious reasons Adrian um, Lewis What do we know What's going on He's slipping down The rankings he's, I think he's in the 20s And he got knocked out In the first round I've heard that uh,
1: Going to these tournaments That he's been found An awful lot now Allegedly Found an awful lot the night before so uh, he might be unfortunately just, he could be one of them guys uh, he, so maybe the first round will kick him back into knockout yeah I
0: might him give him in the action. slap on the face and Premier League is decent money for these guys as far as I know if you get in that that's a nice wedge and it's not part of the order of mirror but it's it's big books you get a good few grand every week and then of course the, the big money but listen the Premier League actually starts in the Tre Arena in first week in February, and then it goes. I think they're hitting Germany this year for the first time. Right. They're obviously in Holland. I think twice this year instead of four, so it's starting to get around Europe a little bit. We'll keep an eye on obviously Derry's Dara Gurney, Super Chin himself, yeah. uh, is going to be in it. So we'll wait and see. Plenty more to come over the next few weeks. Darren, thank you very, very much for coming it's in today. As always, lads. Thank you very much to Chris Don. I am about to go out now for a 10K run in my mind. <laughs> 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 Breakfast, rolls in your spare boys, yeah? Start in the mind, start in the mind. <laughs> but uh, listen, enjoy the rest of your Sunday, enjoy any of the FA Cup or whatever else you're going to get up to, and uh, yeah, just keep on running. Bye now.